This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Want to dive deeper into the topics you hear about on Daily Drive? We're offering listeners a special offer, 20% off a one-year Automotive News digital subscription. That gets you access to all of our news, information, and analysis made for automotive industry leaders like you. Go to autonews.com slash daily drive promo to redeem. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, November 17th, 2023. I'm Jake Neer with Automotive News in Detroit and for Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker in Las Vegas. Today on the show, that's a wrap on the 2023 UAW negotiating season. Stellantis and Ford workers vote to ratify their contracts. Hyundai says it will sell cars on Amazon starting next year. And GM reorganizes its Bright Drop EV unit. Plus, Quantum 5's Scott Turner joins the show to talk about building better relationships and stronger trust between service advisors and customers. We really define that as being an advocate for them. That's the level of relationship that we want to have with them. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. UAW members have now ratified new labor agreements with all of the Detroit Three. According to an automotive news analysis of voting results, enough yes votes came in today at Stellantis and Ford to ensure the deal's passage. That ends a bitter round of negotiations that included a six-week strike. While not every Stellantis and Ford plant have finished voting as of recording time, the agreements were passing by more votes than the remaining number of workers eligible to cast a ballot. A simple majority is needed for ratification. Yes votes were ahead at both automakers, 68% to 32%. The UAW, Stellantis, and Ford declined to comment until all the votes were tallied. The Stellantis and Ford deals have received much broader support from workers than the UAW's contract with General Motors. That passed 55% to 45%. The GM agreement was opposed by a majority of workers at seven of its 11 U.S. assembly plants. All three deals include 25% pay raises through April 2028. Most workers get an 11% raise and a $5,000 bonus upon ratification. The contracts also restore cost-of-living adjustments that, combined with the raises, are expected to ultimately boost worker pay by more than 30%. Make sure to catch our LinkedIn Live talk on Monday, that's November 20th, at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, We'll dig much deeper into these contracts and what they mean for workers, automakers, and the rest of the automotive industry. You'll find that at the Automotive News LinkedIn page. Hyundai says it will begin sales of its full portfolio of vehicles through the Amazon shopping platform in January. The move will enable consumers to complete the full car shopping and buying experience with a familiar digital environment. A Hyundai spokesperson told Automotive News the program will begin with 18 dealers with a broader rollout to follow in the second half of the year. Hyundai Global COO Jose Munoz says the move is part of a collaboration between Hyundai and Amazon to bring innovative experiences to consumers, which will include more collaborations in the coming years. Our intention is that uh, not only we can do the shopping, but we can also do 
the uh, financing and then eventually we can do also a certified pre-owned and mm -hmm. uh, not only Hyundai and uh, Ionic but also Genesis at some point. Hyundai will be the first automaker to use Amazon's digital retailing tool to conduct the full end-to-end -end transaction. The automaker emphasized that its dealers will continue to play a role in online sales. Hyundai's Amazon U.S. store will showcase the retailer's inventory, easily connecting them with in-market buyers. Consumers will also be able to search local in-stock cars and crossovers by preference, including model, trim, color, and features. Hyundai made the announcement at the L.A. Auto Show. In other LA Auto Show news, Lucid Motors unveiled its first crossover, the Gravity, at the show on Thursday. Lucid says it'll offer seating for seven adults, sports car performance, 440 miles of range, and a starting price of around $80,000 when the luxury EV launches next year. Lucid's Senior Vice President of Product, Eric Bach, says the Gravity has a unique platform, a new generation drive unit, and a modified battery pack to best serve this type of vehicle. It was really important for us to make a true SUV, not a rock crawler uh, type of roadie vehicle, but a true capable SUV with an adjustable ride height. Lucid said the gravity will accelerate to 60 miles per hour in less than three and a half seconds, while offering payload capacity of 1,500 pounds and 6,000 pounds of towing on the top trim. Production is scheduled to start in late 2024 at the automaker's plant in Casa Grande, Arizona. And General Motors says it's reorganizing its bright drop electric commercial vehicle unit to make it less independent and reduce cost. And GM announced that the unit's head, Travis Katz, would be leaving. GM said Katz was leaving at an unspecified date, but did not elaborate on the reason for his departure. Bright Drop launched in early 2021. GM says it will no longer operate separately from the parent company. When it was first launched, officials talked about Bright Drop as a startup within GM that had operational freedom. And those are today's headlines coming up. Quantum 5's Scott Turner joins us to talk about why he thinks showing gratitude to customers is a must for service advisors. That's next on Daily Drive. The auto industry's shift to carbon neutrality is here and it's accelerating. But is it enough? This is a moral imperative, an economic imperative, a moment of peril, but also a moment of extraordinary possibilities. No more hesitancy. No more excuses. No more waiting for the others to move first. There is simply no more time for that. Driving to Zero is a new podcast series from Automotive News that looks at the auto industry's roadmap to carbon neutrality. We take a big picture look at the environmental, political, and social trends pushing the move toward a greener future. And we pull back the curtain on how these decisions are being made at the highest levels. I said, you know, the, the headline that you need is, is GM believes in an all-electric future. And I think Dan Ammon and Mary Barra pretty much said the same thing, which is, is like, but, but we, we don't. Spoiler alert, they came around to that idea. Find out how and much more. I'm Jake Neer. Join me and Automotive News Executive Editor Jamie Butters on Driving to Zero, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Your service check-in process sets the tone for your customer's entire visit. 
Do your customers wait longer than five minutes to check in for service? Are your advisors presenting upsells to every customer every time? How often is the opportunity for a trade appraisal missed? When your service drive gets busy, these inefficiencies directly impact revenue. Give your customers the option to handle the entire check-in process themselves, from appointment scheduling through final confirmation in under two minutes. Customers have the experience they want while selling themselves, which means your advisors are freed up to focus on profit-producing activities. It's a win-win for CSI and your revenue. Introducing a smarter service lane, GoMoto is the self-service kiosk designed to grow your business. If you're ready to start increasing revenue, improving the customer experience, and maximizing service efficiency today, visit GoMoto.com. That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jake Neer with Kellen Walker. Dealership service advisors often have the most interaction with customers, which makes their job vital to satisfaction and retention. Scott Turner is the director of community training at dealership training company Quantum 5. He shares with Automotive News senior editor Dan Shine five tips for advisors on how to be effective when dealing with customers. Scott, great to have you with us today. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me. So you're uh, in some hotel room or somewhere in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, on the road, visiting dealerships uh, for Quantum 5. Tell me a little bit, just give me a short description of what you do as director of community training. Well, it's a really exciting position in a you know fast-growing uh, company where we have um, a lot of people who are in the dealerships that we work with that really rely on this community, this place where... Uh, we can get together either virtually, you know, like this for for training or or on site and in person uh, where I'm about to go uh, here in a few minutes right after this uh, interview. And the training and the coaching has that kind of, you know, sense of community right along with it where, uh, you know, we have people in our training events from all around the dealership who are all working together on improving their skills. And, uh, you know, they get to also meet people from other dealerships as they attend our training events online and things like that. And so, you know, I'm responsible for just making sure that that community training experience is one where uh, people can come and leave, you know, better than they were when they came and to, you know, take things back to wherever they are in the dealership and immediately start to make more of a positive impact on, on their daily lives. That's great. you got a great background, 20 years uh, or so in the automotive, on the retail side, but also on the kind of, I guess, the vendor side of things. So a great uh, breadth of experience that you can uh, pull from. Yeah, I've been really fortunate. 20 years uh, last month, actually. It's been a great ride. And I told uh, David O'Brien when I joined Quantum 5 earlier this year, I said, somehow these first 20 years just feel like a preparation for for the next 20. So yeah, I'm really, really happy to be where I'm at and excited about just all the positive change that we can help uh, achieve with uh, all of our dealer partners. All right. Enough about you, Scott. Um, Let's talk about (laughs) service advisors. Important role at a dealership on the service department. Gets the most customer facing time of, of anybody in the service department. High stress, high turnover. We want to talk a little bit about five things that they can do better to make the make their job better and make the customer's experience better, and I think it it's probably starts when they when they pull into the drive and something that a lot of service advisors don't do. The last you know CDJR store that I had a car at they never would come out to greet me. They were you know no walkarounds, nothing. So talk a little bit about the importance of a walkaround to start with. Yeah, well, 
you know, it's such an important moment in that process, which we really want to be more of an experience, of course. I think it's really interesting when you step back and you kind of think about what's happening in terms of uh, a customer who's driving their vehicle now, which maybe they purchased at that dealership, right? At one point, that was a vehicle that we just had on the lot. They came in, they bought it, they made it their own. And here they are now back in the service drive where in a moment, somebody's going to take their keys and they're going to drive it away, right? And it's going to go into our shop out of view. And then we have it and we kind of do our process and stuff like that. But for that moment, before we take their vehicle from them, it's still their vehicle on our service drive. And that's our moment to, you know, really connect with them on a human level, right? Yeah, there's important elements to the walk around itself, but really I think it's what happens as you're out there with your customer taking a moment to recognize, again, this is their vehicle that they're bringing back to us. And we really need to appreciate that and show that appreciation through not just being there physically on the drive with them as we go around the vehicle. And um, I think it's important to let them know like, hey, while I'm taking care of this or while I'm doing this, and then talk about them, ask them questions about them and their life. And uh, we're really there to connect with them on a human level. It's not just to like, you know, take their car away from them, but to recognize that, okay, this is their vehicle now. This is their moment with us on the drive, you know, kind of in the back in the dealership before we, you know, take their vehicle away and, and they don't see it again until we're done. And they don't see most of that process. Right. And so let's make them feel a little bit more comfortable as we're reminding them that, you know, there's a relationship as aspect to this. It's not just a, a transactional experience. It's more of a relational one. And uh, we really define that as, uh, you know, being an advocate for them. That's the, that's the level of relationship that we want to have with them. So they get their car. You have, you've built a great relationship with them. Uh, you're exchanging Christmas cards pretty soon. So what next for their cars in for repairs? Talk a little bit about the importance of keeping them updated on the status of their repair. I think it's important to establish right at the outset their communication preferences. You know, sometimes you have to have a you have to have a conversation with somebody about how to have a better conversation and and really set that you know stage for later on and ask good questions. You know, uh, it's not just you know, hey, what's the best way for me to you know reach you? But you know, if for some reason I don't hear back from you right away, um, you know, should I shoot you another text or give you a call or just you know, kind of plan for things that you know could happen in terms of, you know, not immediately reconnecting or, you know, them perhaps missing you uh, for some reason, like what should they do in that instance? You know, how, what's the best way to get a hold of you for some reason? And so I think it's important to set those communication preferences. I think one of the things that I think about that can go a long way is just being willing to give the update when there's no update, right? You know, sometimes no information is information. It's it's something that, you know, uh, somebody could use, right? Like if something's taking a little bit longer or if the process has been delayed, often for reasons beyond our control, and people, I think, understand that. Maybe it doesn't always seem like they do up front, but the more proactive we are, the more of an opportunity we have to, you know, hold on to or gain more of their understanding, right? The longer they wait, which can seem like forever to them, the understanding, the empathy, the forgiveness, it's, it starts to diminish pretty quickly, right? But if we're proactive about it, and if I was to reach out and just say, Dan, uh, things are taking just a little bit longer, but rather than leave you in the dark, keep you guessing, I just wanted to reach, you, reach out to you, let you know that I'm here, I'm on the case, I'm keeping a close watch on things. As soon as I know something, I'll, I'll immediately reach back out to you, okay? I think that 
type of communication is important. Right. You they want to be know that you haven't forgotten about them. If, if if they don't hear from you, they're like, this guy's forgotten about me. He's you know, who knows when I'm going to hear from him or when I'm going to get my car back. So I think right, you said even if you have nothing to tell them as far as like you know a concrete status update, I haven't forgotten about you. We're still working on it. I'll, I'll be in touch soon. Kind of this, I think, goes goes a long way. Yeah, it's not the update or the information itself. It's the communication. It's the you know connection, maintaining that connection with them. When customers have their guard up is then when it comes to the recommended maintenance work. So yeah, I've got my repair done, but you're going to come to me and say, well, here are some other things that we've you know found or we would recommend. And I think this is when customers are kind of like you know the, the dirty six letter word of upsell. And they're they got their guard up and they don't want to hear about it. But I think, you know, it's not necessarily about the what they need, but why they might need it. Talk a little bit about that. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what we should be thinking about ahead of time. You know, if we've got an appointment or, you know, even uh, after we you know receive their vehicle before we get ready to reach back out to them or, or go and you know make that presentation, uh, it's important to take a step back and, and not only look at it from their perspective, but you know, maybe re-familiarize ourselves with that particular vehicle. And, you know, manufacturers, they spend a lot of time and a lot of money, um, not only on, you know, manufacturing the vehicle to, you know, its uh, specifications and stuff like that, but and uh, they also think about the relationship that their owners have with their vehicles. And, and uh, they want, obviously, for that person to buy another one and to, you know, keep it for as long as they they can and to really enjoy the ownership experience. And so we got we have to think about that ownership experience and everything that goes into that. Uh, maintenance, of course, being a, a really big part. And so if we're prepared ahead of time by reviewing that ourselves and reminding ourselves of, like you said, Dan, the why in terms of, you know, not just why in terms of what, but why in terms of when, like now. Why is it important to do that now as opposed to just maybe waiting until there's an issue or, or there's a sign that maybe, you know, there's uh, uh, something wrong. What's it, what's so important about that now? And how much money can they save, of course, by being proactive and by taking care of it right away? Not to mention how much time can be saved by, uh, you know, taking care of that while we've already got the vehicle, while it's on the lift, while the technician's kind of standing by ready to go. Let's take care of this now so you don't have to take care of it uh, later on. Or so I don't, you know, you don't have to reach back out to me to let me know that, you know, you're hearing or feeling this from the vehicle. We know with our technology that, uh, you know, and, and with our experience that, you know, this is probably what you're going to experience because this is what, you know, every owner has been experiencing. This is what the manufacturer is recommending, you know. And, and again, I think when we personally feel invested in taking care of them as a person, um, again, saving them that time and money and, and really talking about that, they realize that it's not just the maintenance. It really is about their uh, ownership experience. So we've come full circle now. The, the visit is coming to a close. We've established a great relationship, hopefully, at the, at the outset. And now the customer is about to leave. Talk about how an advisor can, you know, kind of how the importance of showing gratitude for their business and maybe those, some touches that they can do that will want to make that customer keep coming back. It's one of those things where, you know, the more... Uh, things change the more they stay the same, right? I think that's the the saying. I think you know, showing gratitude and you know, even something as simple as you know, a handwritten thank you note or something like that. That's always been something that has stood out. Uh, I think even more so today. The things that we used to have to do to really make a good impression, especially a good lasting impression, there at the end of a visit or at the end of a process, 
Uh, I think those same things today make an even bigger impact and uh, more more of a lasting impression. You know, I, I think about even for me personally, when I go to pick up my vehicle and I'm leaving uh, the service department, uh, when someone takes the time to to walk with me to my vehicle, right? That is a big deal in and of itself. So simple. It takes maybe a minute, if that, but it makes such a huge impression. And personally thanking me, shaking my hand as I'm getting ready to leave. Also, just the act of removing the key tag or the hang tag from my rearview mirror so I don't have to, you know, crumple those up and stick them in my door uh, bin there to throw away myself later. Little things like that go a long way to show me like, okay. This wasn't just your process that I was a part of, and now you know we're going our separate ways. This really was an experience that was you know custom tailored to me, my vehicle, my needs, and I think it's the willingness. You know, we know that you're able. I guess I'm speaking on behalf of all vehicle owners now. When we take a when we choose to bring a vehicle to a dealership, we know that you're able. We know that your technicians are the best, and that you know what you're talking about. What we don't always know is how willing you are to really take care of and maintain the relationship in terms of the communication and and making sure I feel taken care of as a person, not just my vehicle itself. And so, yeah, not just saying thank you, but showing it, demonstrating your gratitude goes a long way. Scott, really enjoyed the conversation. A lot of good information and and, uh, good insight. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Dan. Appreciate it. Scott Turner is the Director of Community Training at dealership training company Quantum 5. He spoke with our own Dan Shine. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jake Neer, in for Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to automotive news journalists Michael Martinez, Vince Bond Jr., Carly Schaffner, Lawrence Iliff, and Rudy Shork for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on service and parts, new products, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Make sure to join us on Monday for our live conversation on LinkedIn about the ratification of the UAW's historic agreements with the Detroit Three and what it means for the industry going forward. That's Monday at noon Eastern time on the Automotive News LinkedIn page. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.